Welcome to How's the Bite. It was the hottest week of the year, but hopefully it's all passed through. Today may be the hottest, but the last of these. The dog days of summer, as it's called. The fishing can be okay, it appears, for those who put themselves out there. It doesn't seem to be that very many people do. But through it all, the big walleye on the south end of Guttenberg keeps swimming, waving its tail to keep Murray Outdoors owner and worker Bob Urban cool and comfortable. What a hot week, Bob. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is, Ken. This is, this is one that uh, the air conditioner is really pumping, seems like, even in the store. You know, compare it to the coldest time of the year. I really think that the natives at the coldest time of the year enjoy it much more than they enjoy the hottest time of the year, especially midday. Yeah, I don't know. People are talking about uh, here at the store, especially, do you like the cold the worst or do you like the, the heat? I'm, an, I'm under the impression that you can always put clothes on. Either way, I'm not doing either. I'm going to be inside, so can't blame the fishermen. Pretty slow this morning, uh, a few guys getting out, but uh, it's just, it's brutal. These elements are brutal, and and we're not just seeing it here in the Midwest. Um, Arizona, all those those southern states are, are getting the heat as well, so nothing we can do about it other than just sit around and talk about it, I guess, Ken. Can you believe that in the Florida Keys, the water temperature is 100 degrees. Yeah, I I don't know. What's a hot tub at? Yeah, a hot tub is, um, I think 104 is the top temperature of a hot tub. And if you get in in the mid-90s, I think you consider that to be hot. Last weekend, we had a fishing tournament in Guttenberg. It was sponsored by the Guttenberg Motel, Dave and Patty Swartz. And I covered it. I went there at the weigh-in, and then I went back for the banquet that night. And, Bob, it was a hoot, to say the least. The people that came in, very nice people, very uh, dedicated fishermen, uh, and uh, they pulled a lot of fish out of the Mississippi River. Yeah, I heard. I heard a lot of the guys coming in. Um, I didn't make it there. Had to do a few things afterwards. But I like that you're an on-scene reporter now, Ken, too. I like that you're digging in uh getting into the catfish did you clean any of them i felt like as a reporter you need to be objective and therefore if you dirty your hands so to speak within what they're doing you compromise your reporting and so that kept me from cleaning any fish but i did learn how to fillet a catfish uh, uh very fast um i thought some of the people uh wasted some meat but at the same time, uh, they definitely uh, turned out a lot of fish. I think it took them about 45 minutes to clean all those fish. It was, it was just camaraderie is what it was. I've worked up uh, some things with interviews I did with the winners and all of the, uh, the top placings. And uh, I'd like to provide that to you now, Bob. Last weekend, Dave and Patty Swores, owners and operators of the Guttenberg Motel, hosted their annual catfish tournament. 30 teams registered and 21 turned in fish at the weigh-in last Friday afternoon. Mosier, got it. Big fish. Head first, please. Nice fish. 
that weighs six pounds, two ounces, six two. Nine fish weighing at 30 pounds, 11 ounces, 30, 11. I interviewed several teams at the weigh-in. You're in second place right now, do you think? Is that right, or first place? Well, I have no idea. I haven't been, been listening. Something, it's yeah. real close, yeah. yeah. I haven't been listening. Tell me your name and who was fishing with you. Joel Mosier, my son, Maddox Jesse, Mosier, and Al and Moran. And Al Moran. Catfish Al Moran? Yeah. You can't have professionals on your team, can you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> How was the going today? Did you catch them early, or what happened? Yeah, within the first hour we got them, and that was it. Right. We, between six and seven, we had five or six of them, and then we, nothing else until about 12.30. Did you lose any fish? No, but we threw two or three back. They were too small. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much. Where are you from? Guttenberg. Two of you fishing today? Jesse Labar and Deborah Pulford. Way to go. That's good number of fish. Surprise yeah. you how big they were? Yeah, I never fished up here. Uh, just first time fishing this pole and uh, slow start this morning. Got into them in one good spot. Then we found another good spot. And then we uh, we had a real little fish. And then we got a, another real good fish in the last 10 minutes before we had to head back to the ramp. So it all panned out. How did it split up on who caught how many and how big? Um, I netted them all. <laughs> you netted them all? I netted them all. <laughs> she, she gets nervous. She gets nervous. When, when we fish a tournament, she don't, she'll hand me the pole. She's like, I'm afraid to lose them. I'm afraid to lose them. I'll net them. I'll net them. I'm like, all right. <laughs> well, you seem like you're a pretty good team here. You even oh, yeah. caught one uh, flathead as well. Well, I caught two, but that one's the bigger of the two. Tell me your team and uh, roughly what your weights were here. Uh, it was like 33, was it 33 pounds? It's Dave Huguenin, Hunter Huguenin, and Sean. Dave, you guys uh, look like you're in the lead right now. Five fish. And uh, did you catch them most early, later? When did it happen? Later, later in the day. So. Well, congratulations. Uh, you guys enter this tournament often? No, first time. What's your name? I'm Sean. Uh, how'd it go today? It went pretty good. I caught most of the fish, so. Really? <laughs> Everybody's willing to take credit, huh? Don't let him tell you that. He just grabbed the poles. We had three guys in a boat. you got to have one guy in the front. And that is true. That ended up being me. When the final tally was done... The top three teams were third place to Dave, Hunter, and Sean at 31.3 pounds of channel catfish. Second place went to a husband and wife team, Jesse and Deb, with 53.8 pounds. And first place was clearly won by Zeke and Zayden Zeckler from Davenport. They hooked and landed 72 pounds of fish, including the largest channel catfish, at 11.2 pounds. They also had the largest flathead catfish at 12.2 pounds. Before we begin today, I would like to thank a few people uh, that made this weekend really possible. I would like to really thank the damn bar. They did a great job at doing the fish fry tonight. I'd also like to thank everyone today that helped clean fish. It's a big job, but the more hands, the merrier. So thank you, everyone, that helped clean fish today. I'd also like to thank the girls for helping me last night with the sign-up and the uh, weigh-in today. That was really nice of them. And also, would like to thank Chad Mackey for bringing up a skill and helping us out with that, Chad. Thanks, back there, Donkey. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
happen. Uh, so this year we had a total of 29 teams again this year. Uh, the total weight for the entire tournament was down quite a bit from last year. Last year it was 540 pounds and this year it was 376 pounds. Slackers! Yeah. Slackers! Slackers! Uh, the total number of fish caught this year was 123. I don't remember what it was last year. 148? Oh, okay. Only six teams caught their 10 fish limit. I want to tell you that. So now we'll do these, some awards here. On the side bet for the big fish, for the big channel catfish, there was 19 teams did that this year. So that's $190. And the big fish was 11 pounds, 2 ounces. And there was Zeke and Zayden Zickler again. Congratulations, guys. For the regular tournament, in third place this year was a newbie. And that was uh, 31 pounds, 3 ounces for third place. And that is Dave and Hunter Huguenin and Sean C. In second place this year was another newbie team. And they are Jess and Deb right over here. Second place of 53 pounds, 8 ounces. So congratulations, guys. Alrighty. So the first place team this year with total weight of 72 pounds is Zeke and Zayden Ziegler. Again, big winners this weekend, guys. Thank you very, very much. Yes, yes, yes. I spoke with the Z team after the banquet. Well, if I can get this right, by golly, I've got the two winners of the Big Catfish Tournament, Zeke and Zayden Zeckler from Davenport. You guys just truly hauled it all in. Which one are you? I'm Zeke. Zeke, you yeah. guys really raked it in today. We How a, did you do that? Uh, we had a pretty good day. It's just a lot of luck. A lot of luck and a lot of hard work. Yeah. Zayden, what about you? Uh, like he said, a lot of luck and a lot of hard work and found the right spot and we just stayed there. Are you the younger brother? That's my son. That's your son? Yeah. So how old are you, Zayden? I'm uh, 17. I, I never want to ask people this for sure, but I'll, I'll try it. Uh, it's, it's not really a money maker, but it is a, to, to be able to, a tournament like this. Yeah. But it is a situation that I would think makes you feel good about your skills. Oh, yeah. It, I like just doing it with my son. That, that's a lot of rewarding to be able to take him out and show him what I know and put it to work and win these tournaments. Yeah. Who taught you to fish? My grandpa. And is he where this, uh, this Z name came from? Yeah, well, my name, Zeke, is my grandpa's nickname for, it was, our last name Zeckler, so it was short when he was yeah. a police officer. Sure, sure. So they yeah. called him Zeke. Yeah. Do you prefer catfishing above all other types? Yeah. Yep. What, what is it about catfishing that you like? Because you never know when you're going to get a big one. What have you caught in your lifetime that you could tell us about? Uh, I've got a 50-pound flathead, 47-pound flathead, multiple 30s. So do you guys fish at night quite a bit? No, mostly during the day, morning or day. Rod and reel mostly? 
Always, 100%. Well, tell me on rod and reel what kind of a rig you have. I don't think that gives away anything of your skills, but going into this, you want to be able to land the fish. Yeah. So what kind of stiffness of rod, what kind of, uh, of line test do you use? I'm using medium poles because the channel cat bite needs to be, they don't want to feel that tip, so I don't use a real heavy pole. And I'm using 30-pound mono with 40-pound leader. Do you ever fish flatheads by putting a pole in the bank and uh, baiting it and letting them come up to that? Diddy poles? We have, but we don't do it very often. So you just prefer to be there and to feel the bite and to take the fish? I tell you what, it's nice to pull up to a diddy pole and watch a fish bobbing on it, but it's even better when you have the rod in your hand. Yeah, yeah, I go with that. Layden, what you want to add to this? Uh, what do you think of catfishing? Is it your favorite? Yeah, it's my favorite. It's really the only type of fishing I've done, and I just like it because it's fun. Yeah. And do you want to go on the tournament circuit or anything like that? Or just uh, what, do you, what do you plan to do in your life? Uh, I want to be a welder when I uh, go in like the trades for pipe welding. Yeah. yeah. Zeke, thank you very much for telling me all of this. And no good luck. We'll see you back here next year. Yep. Thank you very much. So in conclusion of this wonderful weekend event that's annually held by the Guttenberg Motel, the fish was excellent. The fun and camaraderie were top-notch. And the competition was fulfilling. My stomach was fulfilled as well, or filled full, however you want to look at it. A great time was had by all. I won't ask how late the party went, but everything else you can probably let us know. Well, I thought that the uh, banquet, which was held at the Dam Bar uh, in Guttenberg, was very good, and the dam bar staff uh, produced some pretty damn good catfish uh, the way they cooked it. But it was all fresh, you know, coming from midday, and uh, I had a wonderful time. My wife and I uh, paid our $10 so that we could attend with the uh, participants, but that was included in the uh, registration fee. They got a T-shirt each uh, for two people, and they got the catfish feed, um, and then they passed out the uh, trophies uh, and and the checks mostly. The uh, interesting thing was that in the team that placed fourth, and they looked like they were in the lead because they weighed in fairly early. Uh, they were a Moser team, but they dropped the name of Catfish Al Moran as their third person on the team. And I asked them if professionals could compete, and they said yes. So Al apparently was an active part of one of the teams. Do you think that's really fair for a guy as good as he is to get in there and compete with these um, you know, amateurs? Oh, they talk about it all the time. Actually, Joel and Al, I guess, got fourth. And, and fourth, fourth uh, what did that pay? Nothing. Oh, that was the first place loser. So I let them know that, but no, they did really well. Um, I don't know with Al, he's kind of sneaky. He probably didn't want you to know he was out there, but uh, they're always trying to get these Clinton boys. Dave was from Clinton and in that area, um, trying to catch up to him. And it sounds like this year they did. Well, it was great fun, Bob. I uh, would do it again next year. Maybe I can teach you to take a microphone in and cover something like this and be um, you know, pretty much anonymous during the time that you're doing it.
But of course, with the glamour that you have in your job, a lot of people are going to want autographs and come up and talk to you, but that's just part of the game. Hey, Bob, let's talk fishing in pools 10 and 11 around Guttenberg. Um, what are you hearing from your customers when you ask them, how's the bite? The bite's been just a just an ordinary summer bite. We are seeing, I just wanted to talk about the number of shad schools we're seeing, Ken, is I think we talked a little bit about this last week, but it's continuing. Uh, a lot of dying shad, um, two to three inches. Smallmouth fishing is, is really, really good. Um, walleye fishing is fair. Um, get on those wing dams, very shallow right now still. Um, it looked like we, we're up to about four seven, which we're up a little bit. Um, on the pool, water temps, 80 degrees. So catfishing is good. Everything stink bait. That stuff has been pretty good. Um, the, the couple species that I've been he- talking about this last week a little bit with guys is uh, perch, yellow perch and bluegills. They're finally starting to get some of those back. And the perch are in the weeds, um, like Bussy Lake area has been pretty good. That's a really good fall bite spot. And the size is good. They're catching large ones and small ones, not a not a ton of eaters in between, but large perch, small perch. So that bite's starting, which gets us excited for fall. That'll be a good fall area along the weeds. Just jigging about a foot off the bottom with a crappie rig or little pieces of crawler, red worms, and then minnow bite. Probably as the water temperature goes down a little bit, it's easier to fish minnows. Bluegills are going to be on the wing dams. Usually that's an August thing um, out in the channel. Again, with little pieces of crawler, if you're fishing a, if you're fishing for catfish with crawlers and you're getting this little lot of bites, like a little short rat-a-tat-tat bite, I call it, it's probably your bluegill stealing your worms. And just fish for what's biting. You know, if you're catfishing, they're not biting. Uh, bring your bluegill stuff along. Bring your other tackle box along. Put on a small hook and, and see if you can get some of those because there are some giant bluegill they're catching out on the wing dance right now. You know, in the next uh, few weeks... We've got this August, what I'll call transition, not that I know it as well as you, but we have people who are uh, going to be talking to us about some, I think, some interesting things. During the course of this week, I went down to Bellevue to the DNR headquarters there on the river, and I um, did an extensive interview with Scott Gritters, who's a fisheries biologist for DNR, and we talked about mussels which may be a little strange, but the life cycle of those mussels in the river and their relationship to everything else to me is fascinating. And this man knows it. And I think you'll find it interesting folks, whether you're, you know, big into fishing or simply into appreciating nature. This was uh, uh, quite informative and that'll be popping up here uh, in the next few weeks. Also, I'm thinking maybe we should change the name of the show uh, or do an additional show, Bob, called How's the Hunt? The <laughs> theory of that is that I got to speak with Brandon Post this week from Post Taxidermy. I went to his studio, I'd call it. You can call it a shop, but I the way he works is like an artist. He's in Dubuque, um, very accessible for people to bring deer in. That's his number one thing, Bob, is uh, white-tailed deer. But he does a lot of others as well. And clean, neat, and what a very interesting man he is on his work ethic, uh, his family, uh, the house he lives in, the capabilities he has 
we need to hear about him in the future. Yeah, I've never been there, Ken, but that's uh, definitely for hunting season and, and fishing. Um, I'd like to go visit that place. It sounds like you're you're a new traveling reporter. I love it. I like I like seeing that. We got a lot of things in the future, and it, it's exciting to to talk just a little bit more than just about the Mississippi River and and what's biting. I, I like the other categories you're going into. You've also pointed me at a couple of others. One is a trout fisherman, and uh, I haven't interviewed him as of yet, but he said that the DNR reports on good to excellent trout fishing in northeast Iowa this spring was definitely true, and he will tell us about that. And also, uh, you have a walleye professional that you've found us we're going to talk to. Yep, yep, he's from... uh... Brett King, he's from uh, Pool 4, where you and I hopefully will get up to this fall. Really good fishery up there, and uh, known him for quite a while, and I'm just trying to think about who else we can talk to, and he's, I don't know how he got left out up there, but we can talk to him, and he'll be a wealth of knowledge. One of the one of the best jig pitching fishermen that I've, uh, fishermen that I've ever seen, um, firsthand just a really knowledgeable guy that knows the river really really well as well and anybody who's listening here uh if you have somebody or you yourself want to tell us an area that you have expertise in we'd love to hear it and provide it to the broader audience so when you drop by murray outdoors under the big walleye on the south end of guttenberg be sure and tell either bob or his uh knowledgeable staff who that that might be, and they'll pass it on to me, and we'll pursue it during this show. How's that, Bob? That would be great. Um, we have a lot of folks that do not want to, and I think it's just because of the, the shyness, but if we could get some folks to pass some of this information on, not not exactly telling telling your favorite spot, doing all this stuff, but just a few tactics that, that work for you, and we can get kids out and, and using some of this stuff. That's what it's all about, Ken. I think people are now understanding that we have a kind of an unwritten code of ethics. You know, we don't want to know where you were fishing. We want to know how you're doing with the hope that your experience allows other people to have a similar experience, but not to come in and steal your spot or to catch all the fish, which I I think that's a poor argument of saying that people are going to catch all the fish. I just, I I don't agree with that. Your view, Bob? Yeah, there's plenty of fish out there, Ken. It's just more of a, I don't know, it's a territorial thing maybe for some folks. You'll see it in hunting maybe even more, you know, when we get into the deer hunting and talk and, and that it's just more of a, I don't know. I think it's more a competitiveness uh, amongst males. I can relate to it in hunting. I mean, if you have an area of land that you have been given permission to hunt, you first of all should know how many people are hunting that at the same time for safety. And then, you know, you're not opportunities during your time period, uh, limited by daylight and uh, temperature um, and your ability to get out there, uh, makes it to where that there's not very many chances in most cases, you're going to get that buck or you're going to get that big doe. I can see it in, in hunting, but I really have a hard time seeing it in fishing. And in what I've gotten recently on 
the number of farm ponds that are overpopulated and actually damaged because of not enough fishing, I think kind of proves me right. Yeah, no, you're definitely you're definitely right on the farm pond stuff. And and just hunting, I think uh, people have a lot more invested in an area, uh, whether that's time, whether that's food plots, whether that's money, whether that's, you know, cameras, you know, all that stuff. They have a lot more invested. They put in their work, they put in their effort, and then and then somebody sneaks on the ground or, or uh, doesn't know they're hunting that same area, and then there's some tension there. So um, you're right. I think hunting is a little bit more more uh, territorial than fishing is. But, yeah, no fishing. Like I said, I tell people, can they come into the shop? I have probably one of the best jobs where people come in excited or happy or this you don't hardly get anybody in here i'm going to knock on wood so i'll have this next customer coming going to be upset but they're coming in on their day off from work and they're excited to go fishing and that's usually what it is here when we're on the river or or the lakes or wherever you're at you're just excited to get out and uh, experience something other than the day-to-day the grind i guess well we got a little philosophical this morning bob but at the same time uh when you can't uh hunt you can't fish because it's too hot. Then you wait and you talk and you get yourself pumped up for it. I wish you a good week. Be cool, man. And uh, we'll talk to you again once we get into August. Thanks, Ken. It's going to be a good weekend of chatting to all the locals and, and complaining about how hot it is. And hopefully next week things will pick up a little bit on the fishing end. Well,